Rewind it back to the days of chillaxing on the beach and all-day fun with Spring Break on DraftKings Casino. Play exclusive games like Fan Fave Rocket. The excitement is endless, the vibes are right, and the cash prizes could be huge. New players, start playing with just 5 bucks and get 100 back instantly in casino credits. Download the app and use code COLLEGEDRAFT to book your one-way ticket to fun with DraftKings Casino. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21-plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Pour yourself a cold one. They strike them, huh? And listen to Russ Tucker break down the top college prospects on another tasty edition of The College Draft. Yeah, it is Daddy Soda time here on the College Draft Podcast presented by DraftKings. I'm Ross Tucker, former NFL offensive lineman, five teams, seven years. Now I do college games for CBS Sports Network. That Army Wake Forest game was bananas. I do NFL games for Westwood One. Got a bunch of podcasts, including the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, which is every day. Even money. If you like betting, even money is where we make the picks in the NFL against the spread. Of course, the Fantasy Feast podcast for you fantasy folks out there. And how about my guy, Emery Hunt, here on the College Draft Podcast? 5-0 and last week with his bets. 5-0. and I don't understand why everybody in the galaxy doesn't listen to this podcast or watch it at YouTube.com slash Ross. Tucker NFL Emery is a hidden gem or maybe just this show is a hidden gem at F ball game plan on Twitter football game plan on YouTube football game plan.com slash 2022 draft guide Emery take a bow my friend that was impressive you know what, man? It, it sometimes just put in a good day's work, and we've been putting in good days of work every week on this podcast. I don't know what the tally is, but I know we're for sure over sixty something percent on, on these picks. So you know, we just like giving people money, man. Christmas started early for everyone. You know what? We need to get somebody to grade this show like we grade the Even Money podcast to see where you are at because you've had a couple weeks where you got them all right. And the other weeks, I think you're probably uh, still above above 500. So uh, it's been really, really impressive. Speaking of that, I don't know how if you got a chance to catch any of it, Emory. You might have been doing a game. How about my Wake Forest Army game, 70 to 56? Yeah, 70 was, to 56. It is funny um, because I didn't expect that many points to be scored in that game. I thought maybe a 30, you know, 20 game like that, but. Goodness, and I was checking the the uh, updates because I was doing the game that had the Morgan State uh, North Carolina Central game, but we had the ticker going on. I'm just like, man, this. First of all, I was like, man, this game's still going. And second of all, like, how many points they gonna score? I was just hope 
hoping Wake Forest covers. But man, is this game going to stop? You know, scoring like it was just impressive to see. A lot of people that saw it thought it was a basketball score. They thought college <laughs> basketball season. You know, Wake Forest basketball started early. Right. It's kind of funny. I'll say this: both those receivers for Wake Forest, Jaquari Roberson and At Perry, are legit. And their quarterback, Sam Hartman, he might be the best Sam H in North Carolina, Emory. (laughs) He has been very efficient this year for all the hype around Sam Howe. Now, I think Hartman has a better team. Wake Forest has done such a good job of, like, redshirting almost everybody. They're all, like, 22, 23, 24. Like, they just develop better than other people. They develop. They got old, and they're staying old. And that's the key, man. I, I feel like people underestimate the the value of redshirting and having guys that have experience. And that requires continuity with the coaching staff, with the, which they've had, continuity within the scheme, which they've had on both sides of the ball. And you're allowing guys to, to slowly grow within the program. And this is, to me, what college football should look like, a, a team that's veteran-laden, having success, and making plays when they need to. And Hartman has been in and out of the lineup, you know, when they had uh, the previous quarterback there. Jamie Newman, uh, yeah. Yeah, Newman. And so now he's, again, stayed his course. He didn't transfer. He stayed at Wake Forest, developed, and now has become a legitimate prospect in terms of what he can possibly be at the next level. But this team, to me, I, I feel like people need to under understand the value of redshirting and developing of a program, and they're doing a great job down there in Winston-Salem. Let's get to some of these games this week, Emory. We'll start with Michigan at Michigan State. The Wolverines are favored by four and a half. Uh, For Michigan, let's talk about their D-end, Aiden Hutchinson, and their running back, Hassan Haskins. I'm going to give you a lot of credit, Emory. You said over the summer here on the College Draft Podcast that Aiden Hutchinson was a better player then Quiddy Pay, who went in the first round last year to the Colts, and you were exactly right. He's a stud. He is, man. And you talk about someone that's checking. We we love to say check boxes, and he's checking all these boxes. You know, height, weight, speed, check. But you also look at how he plays versus the run. He sets a physical edge. He he is able to read and you know diagnose quickly. So he's getting downhill. He doesn't like stay locked on. Or oh, does the quarterback have the football, or does he not? Once he realized that ball is gone, he's already tracking down the ball carrier, which is nine times ten going away from him. When it's time to rush the passer, he can rush the passer with his hand on the ground or hand off the ground. So he does a lot of things really well. I think he's one of these, you know, plug and play type uh, pass rushers or defensive ends as a rookie that should hit the ground running uh, the, at the next level next year. He's just been really good, man. It was for me in the summer. It was easy to see him just pop off film and say, okay, this guy is, you know, he doesn't. Is not the uh, he's not busy for the sake of being busy. He's productively busy, and he's making plays on both ends of defense. What about their running back, Hassan Haskins, Emery? He has some good springs about his game. Like he has good burst, good lateral quickness. Um, you rarely see him take a loss. He's always going forward, um, and I think he he surprises defenders with how quick he is. His his first step quickness, his lateral quickness. 
Um, you, you could see him, you know, being someone that's a good complimentary back at the next level, running sidecar to someone that's your feature starter. Or if you put him in a, a backfield that has a tandem, which he's in right now, he can be very productive. I think he is one that has gotten better every year. Um, and he kind of forced Charbonnet to, to, to be out there. And Charbonnet was a highly touted recruit who's now at UCLA right now. But I think Haskins is a really good prospect for a, a team that's looking for a second back you could let's say last night you saw new orleans someone like haskins would be a good fit uh running you know co-pilot with someone like alvin kamara and what he does in the backfield i just really like his game what about michigan state uh they've got a guard you like in kevin jarvis good going downhill as you would expect your right guard to be right um, someone that makes contact, he's able to drive block really well. You're not going to walk him back in pass pro. Um, and so he's good in that regard. Lateral quickness is a little bit up and down. He has to be a little bit more consistent with second reaction moves. I, I think he gets a, a little bit too heavy footed, maybe a little bit grabby. Um, but that's an area where he's going to have to become a little bit more consistent. But in a run game, that's where you like where he, uh, brings what, what he, what he brings to the table in terms of being able to lock on and just drive guys out the way and open things up for Kenneth Walker, who's a really good back, another pro prospect uh, that we're going to talk about, uh, you know, in other shows because Michigan State is going to be good for a while. Yeah, but I, I got to know what you thought thought of him so far. I I, I got to know about because this guy was a Wake Forest transfer. I mean, how do you come out of nowhere to be a Heisman candidate? What have you seen from Walker so far? Balance, vision. Uh, break tackle ability, which ties directly to your balance, uh, a knack for the big play. So let's say they need a big play, whether it's a, a short conversion or they just need a chunk play because they hadn't made one all game. Walker is making that. And you start to see the confidence uh, build within this game. Like, oh, I know I can make this play. So put the ball in my hand. So he's been good, man. I know people are talking about him as the top back in his class. I probably wouldn't go that far but definitely someone that you wouldn't mind uh, dotting the eye behind a fullback or being your, your feature guy in the run game. I, I, I'm surprised. I was shocked that he left Wake Forest because he was really good there, um, but he wanted a, a better opportunity, got one at Michigan State, and is making the most of it. Good all-around game, uh, Kenneth Walker. Who do you think is the best back out there? It's, it's a toss-up right now, Ross. I mean, you look at, Isaiah Spiller from Texas a who I say reminds me a lot of uh, Jeremy Hill when he was coming out of LSU and played with the Bengals. You have Brees Hall, who I'm still a big fan of. I don't know why many are down on Brees Hall because uh, he's just got good vision, good natural feel for the run game. You like how he's playing. Um, you could throw Walker in the mix as well, but I, I just feel like Spiller and, and Hall are still up there. And if C.J. Verdell can just ever stay healthy, he's up there for me also with how well he's able to play the position also. So uh, you mentioned visibility and or, well really you mentioned vision as it relates to Kenneth Walker. Let's talk about visibility a little bit. I'm talking about visibility behind the wheel, not for uh, a running back like Kenneth Walker. November 1st and November 7th next week, there's exclusive deals during AutoZone Visibility Week. So you can get two Rain-X Quantum Wiper Blades $10 bonus reward. You got to make sure, by the way, that you are a bonus reward member. They'll give you another $5 just become just for becoming an AutoZone Rewards Program member. If your head headlights are looking a little dim, you get $25 bonus reward 
when you buy a Sylvania LED fog twin pack. Ready to see more and drive safer? Visit your nearest AutoZone or head to AutoZone.com to start your job today. Get in the zone, AutoZone. All right, Michigan's laying four and a half. What do you got, Emery? I like Michigan here. I, I feel like they have the better quarterback, and McNamara can be a little bit more dynamic than what uh, you're seeing from Michigan State. I just feel like right now is Michigan State's um, opportunity to make a big splash. They'll keep it competitive, but Michigan's moment is this year. They, they play really well on both sides of the ball. They have the best pass rusher. They have a, a, an offense that can hit you with two running backs. Uh, Corum is good. Haskins is good. McNamara is efficient in the passing game. They have some big playmakers that can go deep down the field uh, as a complement to the run game. So I just think Michigan is a better team overall. So I'm laying those points with the Wolverines. Love it. What about Penn State at Ohio State? Ohio State's favored by 18 and a half. And interestingly, I'm surprised you want to talk about Penn State running back John Lovett. Yeah, because I'm talking about him in terms of how he was as a prospect at Baylor. Uh, he's not particularly uh, getting a lot of run right now with Penn State. But when you go back and watch him at Baylor, uh, he was with uh, the other guy that's still down there at Baylor right now, um, Ebner, who's a, who's a terrific kickoff returner. And he had Ebner basically maintaining that kickoff return spot while Lovett was getting most of the carries. Lovett has good burst, good explosiveness, could be a good kickoff returner at the pro level, has you know the, the ability to, to run inside, get outside. Um, and so for me, it makes you wonder what went into the, the decision to transfer from Baylor to Penn State. Um, so don't look at his statistics at uh, Penn State. You have to look at the prospect. He's a good athlete, very good speed, good burst. Like I said, special teams is going to be his ticket, and then he's going to work himself into the lineup uh, as, a, as a complimentary back at the next level. Interesting. All right. What about the tight end for Ohio State, Jeremy Ruckert? Feels like he's been there a while. Right. And he feels like he's always, you know, um, like when you look at him, you look at uh, Luke uh, Farrell, what they had, and, and you're like, man, is that the same guy? Or, you know, is this, is, is this the Ohio State tight end uniform? Just make everyone looks like um, Nick Vanette and every, you just, they all <laughs> look the same. All have the same body type. They have a type at Ohio State at the tight end position. But Rucker is someone that has really good hands, man, and, um, you know, quick hands too. So he's going to snatch the ball out the air. He's not going to be one of these guys who's going to wait for it to come into his body. So I like that about his game. He's excellent inside the red zone. I know how to find dead spots uh, in the zone. And for whatever reason, teams tend to leave him running wide open. Uh, so he's going to find ways to get the football. But I like his activity in the red zone as a receiver. Uh, knows how to quickly get those hands up and pluck the ball out of the air. So there's no doubting whether or not he catches the football. There's no contested catches because he gets the ball out of the air pretty quickly. So very good hands. Could be tight end one in this in this draft class as I'm still breaking down the tight end position, but I like what I'm seeing. Ohio State's favored by 18 and a half. Penn State coming off that disastrous loss to Illinois. They even had their quarterback Sean Clifford was back, but he clearly wasn't 100%, did not play well. No P.J. Mustafer, who's Penn State's most important defensive player. He's done for the year. Illinois ran all over them. Are you laying 18-and-a-half against Penn State, Emery? I am because this is about, you know, this is when we talk about on the schedule when you play teams, right? So if this was maybe week two, 
this has been a tighter game, but because Penn State is going like this and Ohio State is going like this, they're catching them at the right time. Ohio State looks like a completely different team, offensively speaking, than what we saw four weeks ago, uh, let alone just last week. So I, I do trust the fact that they can get this this uh, game covered. They can win by three touchdowns. Penn State played essentially two games um, last week. So look for Ohio State to win this one uh, pretty big. Interesting. Okay, what about SMU at Houston? Huge game uh, for those two teams. SMU's favored by one, and they've got a couple name skill guys. Reggie yeah. Roberson, Grant Calcaterra. Remember Calcaterra came back? Uh, he retired. Um, you know, he was a terrific tight end prospect, retired. Uh, he was at Oklahoma, I believe, then came back to SMU and has picked up right where he left off. So he's still getting acclimated back to playing ball again, had those nasty concussions. So the medicals are going to be big for him. But as a talent, he's right up there with Rucker because before the concussions forced him to retire, he was making plays consistently at the position. It was a real true threat at tight end. So you're happy to see him back out there. You're happy to see him healthy. He's someone that's going to be a sleeper in terms of uh, a prospect that is not getting – a lot of notoriety because people just aren't talking about him. Some people probably don't even know he came back. Uh, Robeson, we know, came back because of the injury, and he's a big playmaker, just finds the end zone in, in every game. Um, and I think as he gets, you know, get that speed back from the ACL injury, next year he's going to be even better, like we saw in 2019 or early parts of 2020. This is someone that that is a, a guy that could put the ball in the paint, can help you out in a multitude of ways, and it's going to be a, a tremendous prospect to study as the season goes on. How about Houston D tackle Logan Hall? I, I think he can play across the board. You know, he's 6'6", about 267, 270 maybe, so he could probably either gain weight and be an interior pressure player. You could keep him at that at weight and have him as a five technique. So I think the versatility alone leads you to, to, to want him on your team. He's starting to come on. Um, you know, toward the the last, what, three games, starting to find the backfield, uh, find plays in the backfield, you know, in terms of stopping a run, getting to the quarterback. Pad level is a little bit high, uh, which is a little bit understandable for someone that's 6'6", but if he can get that pad level to be a consistent uh, level, at a, at a consistent level, I guarantee you're going to see those, those TFL numbers and sack numbers go up because he does have length, he does have good ball get off, but when he pops up and plays high, it, it makes him easier to block. So I like his versatility, and I do like his upside. SMU's laying one point. Huge battle in the state of Texas, the two city schools. What do you got? This game reminds me a lot of the game we talked about last week with Kansas State and Texas Tech, who also had, I believe, a one-point spread. Um, I don't think people are giving – SMU's defense enough credit here. Uh, I know their offense can score. Mordecai is doing a great job uh, throwing the football. We talked about the receiving options that he has. They have great depth in the backfield, but I feel like this SMU defense will be able to get after uh, Clayton Toon and, and force some turnovers. And giving the ball back to SMU's offense, to me, is easy money. So laying the points with SMU, I trust their defense more so than I trust Houston's defense in this matchup. Got it. All right. Um, speaking of laying points, 
PicksWise is the number one free app for football picks, odds, and analysis. Find expert picks for every game all season long. Loaded with best bets, props, and parlays, you can find in-depth game predictions giving you the who, how, and why behind every prediction, all for free. Found your pick? Search our latest DraftKings promotions to sign up for an account and place your bet. Download the free PicksWise app now to make your next bet better. PicksWise backs responsible gambling. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Emery, let's talk Ole Miss at Auburn. Auburn laying two and a half. I'm surprised by that. I really am. I mean, did they not watch the LSU game last weekend or Ole Miss all season long? Um, What gives you the confidence that Auburn is the favorite here unless you expect Lane Kiffin to, to take the USC job again or the LSU job this week? Uh, you know, like, why is Auburn a favorite here? I, I don't understand. I think Ole Miss is playing some really good football, uh, as evident by last week and how they played all season long. And they had the more consistent quarterback in Matt Corral over Bo Nix, who can be a little bit up and down. But, you know, you love the scrappiness of Bo Nix. Uh, Bo Nix, to me, plays a lot like Taylor Heineke, someone that, you know, he's a good, streaky QB, too. Someone can come in and play well for you at times. But during the course of a game, you'll see those seeds of inconsistency that can end up costing you a game. Now, Knicks would have dove over that goal line against Green Bay. Um, he wouldn't have been afraid to, like, <laughs> curl up and fall short, which was a dumb call, by the way. Um, and Knicks wouldn't have fumbled the football on the second time on the goal line, going over uh, the, the end line as well, too. So I do like Bo Nix. I said this before. I tweeted this out. I like Bo Nix as a football player. He's your ideal QB, too, uh, at the next level. Um, but Corral is someone that gives you some upside. We saw him tote the rock two weeks ago, 36 carries, like he's Herschel Walker or somebody. Uh, but you like how he – to me, he, he, I said this before, he's like a Drew Locke. He's a little bit streaky, um, but you love the 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 ability to play. And, and where he differs from Drew Locke is the ability to run the football. I think he needs to add some weight. Uh, he's a very thin guy. Uh, but I just think Ole Miss has the better quarterback here, so I don't understand why they are underdogs coming to this ballgame. Yeah, I'm, I am uh, very surprised by that. In terms of prospects in this one, how about almost DN Tariq Tisdale? Yeah, I don't understand why he's not playing. It, it hasn't come out if it's an injury or something, but he's someone that has the athleticism that checks those boxes, height, weight, speed, ball get off, um, good length, good athleticism. He played really well against Louisville, but hasn't really played much since. So I don't know if there's something um, injury-wise to why he's not uh, playing a lot. He's been getting in games, but hasn't been garnering a lot of snaps. So interesting situation to watch. Uh, but you like the the talent that he has when he has been out there. So I'll be more interested. This is a, a scout's uh, question and quandary to find out you know what's going on with Tisdale because Tisdale can can play and someone that's going to get drafted. What's going on with Roger McCreary, the Auburn corner? Give me corners that find the football 10 times out of 10. Because I've made, I posted a couple of videos on my Twitter account um, on yesterday or Sunday uh, based off what I saw 
in a game I was broadcasting, North Carolina Central Morgan State game, this sophomore cornerback, Jawan Hudson, made plays in the alley, you know, flying up and run support. He's like 5'10", 180, plays in the alley and run support, and then turning and finding the football. Then on Friday night, there was this the high school game I did, Halifax and Susquehanna. It was a Susquehanna cornerback who was a freshman, um, you know, shorter corner, had had to go up against a 6'4 basketball player uh, for um, Halifax in the end zone, picked them off, found the football, couldn't, you know, couldn't get above the rim on them. On uh, on a late breaking out route, he turned his head, found the football, and was able to pick it off. So he had two picks and, a, and he should have had a third. So those type of players, like McQuarrie, that can find the football, I want you on my football team because you can help turn the ball over. You're not surprised when the ball is in the air. And not only can he turn the ball over, he knows what to do with it. Uh, he's going to bring it back for, for a touchdown. So he has the athleticism, the explosiveness, and the ball skills that you want. He's someone I can see could play – uh, the nickel role in, in at the pro level, or you know, you could trust him on the field side because he's someone that can run with anybody. So, assuming you're taking Ole Miss in the points, absolutely. Okay, what about Samford at VMI? VMI is laying six and a half. Man, VMI is playing well. They still have the same quarterback from North Penn, um, Reese, whatever his name is. Udinsky. No, he transferred to Western Kentucky. Or he transferred, yeah, he transferred to uh, Western, no, one of those schools, Marshall, I believe. He transferred up. Interesting. I'll figure it out. Is he playing? No, he's not playing because um, that's the thing. He he put his name in the transfer portal last year. Uh, then the spring, he was like, you know, I'll just play the spring season at VMI. Played really well, then ended up leaving. Harris transferred, put his, put his uh, name in the transfer portal. It was radio silence. Decided to come back in the spring. And in the fall, and he's balling out too. So, um, yeah, Udinsky probably should have stayed at VMI and, and continued to play because he was a big fish in the small pond, but he transferred up. I don't know if he went to Western Kentucky because uh, Bailey Zapp went there uh, from Houston Baptist, but I forgot where he transferred to. He's um, at Maryland. He's at Maryland. He's So he's not playing. You know, you're not playing over Tungvaloa. Uh, so I don't know why, unless he plans to take advantage of I didn't career. realize Udinsky tore his ACL in late March, too. That's a bad time to transfer. Exactly. It, you know, and so when you think about and the, the guy that replaced him uh, when he tore his ACL was a freshman and played really well. They needed him in that game in the spring against Wofford, and he came through and won the game for him because he was going to Jacob Harris, the wide receiver. Wow. Yeah, Harris Very is interesting. Harris is do you think Harris do you think Harris can put weight on and be a tight end? That's where I was going. You read my mind. Because when you watch him play, you like, okay, he may not have the NFL wide receiver speed, but he can get open. He's athletic. Um, he's he's not afraid of contact over the middle of the field. And he's already like 225, 230. I was with you when I when uh with that same sentiment, like, man, you think someone like Dan Arnold and you look at someone yes. like Harris and you see a pathway for him. Love it. What about Montrell Washington for Samford? You want the ball in his hands, man. He is explosive at all, you know, as all outdoors. You want him uh, in the slot. You want him uh, as a punt returner, as a kickoff returner. He has good springs, good ability, uh, but he also has a knack for scoring the ball. He he is someone that will find the end zone and has found the end zone in a multitude of ways. You want to hand it to him. You want him to return kicks or punts. You want to throw him the football. Samford He's their number one wide receiver. They've had guys like this before. 
Kelvin McKnight was one previously who ended up uh, being in training camp with the Denver Broncos. He's now, I believe, in Canada uh, uh, playing in the CFL. He played in the XFL for a little bit uh, when it was around. So they love to feature these shorter wide receivers that can uh, win at the line of scrimmage, win after the catch, and also help you out in special teams. So he is someone that's definitely on the NFL radar. I'd be interested to see what he runs. I think he's probably going to be more quicker than fast, but if he can crack that low, the, the high 4-4, four, four, Someone's going to spend a draft pick on him. VMI's laying six and a half. What are you doing, Emery? Love VMI this year. They beat the brakes off Mercer. They'll cover this spread. Um, these FCS picks have been hitting money. So if you can, that's why I want to throw one in the show. I've been on a tear, 21 and five this season, picking FCS games. Wow, that is awesome. You're overcoming the odds. You're rewriting the playbook, Emery. You're delivering under pressure. The MVPs of small business lead their teams to victory all year long. Visa is proud to provide playmakers everywhere with more tools to help grow their business and help them achieve even greater success. Because the more people we can empower, the more we all win. Visa, a network working for everyone outstanding stuff emory let's keep it rolling this week i cannot wait the keg is kicked we're all tapped out thanks for listening to the college draft podcast make sure to also subscribe to the ross tucker football podcast fantasy feast even money and the business of sports all available at apple podcasts ross or wherever podcasts can be found a lot of times on the show, I mentioned DraftKings. Here's what you need to know. You got to be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 100Gambler or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. By the way, if what I was talking about included a deposit bonus, doesn't always, sometimes it does. Deposit bonus requires 25 times playthrough, and deposit bonuses are paid out in site credit. 